to Blast from the Arsenal. Hello Gooners, thank you for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, then we very much welcome you to the party. And if you're a long-time listener, then thanks for your continued support and for returning once more. And I was diddly just turning, <laughs> turning up the volume. Um, Sorry, anyway. mate. No, no, you I didn't realise it affected the, the show's <laughs> volume. No, no, you good. Crack it, crack it. Right, look, it's been uh, another frustrating weekend of football, so uh, I think this podcast needs to be considered almost at Arsenal Anonymous where we all share the dirty secret of having an addiction to Arsenal Football Club, despite the fact they're very bad for our health. So I'm going to start. Hello, my name is Angelo, and I'm addicted to Arsenal Football Club. There, I said it. I'm also your host today, and with me is another addict to the red and white. It's Diddley. How are you, mate? Uh, hello, I'm Diddley, and uh, I'm also a, a, an Arsenal-aholic for my sins. For your sins. You know? oh, and, and you took advantage of that, Angelo. You said... Come and come and do a podcast with me, mate. It, it'll be it'll be a good laugh. Yeah, he's laughing now, mate. But it was the, f- the first game of the season, wasn't it? <laughs> oh God! Look, we'll get onto the the good stuff or not uh, in a minute because uh, there's plenty to get through, and we certainly had lots of reaction to it. Uh, but before we do that, as ever, um, first things first, listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, as we always say, the hive of all of our activity. Diddly, what is the social media handle they need to look out for? Oh, if they don't know, it's at Blast Arsenal Pod. The one and only. And they can find us on YouTube too. Just search for Blast from the Arsenal. Arsenal? Blast from the Arsenal. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, all sorts going on. All sorts going on. As I say, we'll come on to the game in a minute. But in what has become now customary tradition, we're going to start with Tweet of the Week. Sing that jingle for me, did they? Tweet of the Week, Tweet of the Week, Tweet of the Week. Okay, fantastic. Right, Tweet of the Week this week comes from Andrew Allen, who is at A Allen Sports on Twitter. Um, contributor sometimes to the, um, oh God, my mind's gone to. So part what podcast does he sometimes go on, Diddley? Uh, the Askcast. The Askcast Extra one. There you go. That's it. I, yeah, believe, I believe he has his own podcast too called Leftfield. Leftfield Podcast. Correct. Well, uh, excellent tweet from, from Andrew this week. He says, Thomas Party's gone back to Madrid, hasn't he? He's literally trained with us for a few weeks and thought, fuck this for a laugh. Not for me, Clive. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And unfortunately... Yeah. He's out till January, apparently. Uh, it's a big miss. Big yeah, miss. Pa- yeah, party's out till January. I'm not sure um, Andrew is. <laughs> Hopefully he's safe and well. But, uh, you know, bad, bad times. But good tweet. Tweet of the week. Make sure uh, you're following us. Um, and then we'll follow you back because we follow all Gooners back. And that way we can see any of your tweets. You might feature as tweet of the week next week or forthcoming weeks. Right, there's loads of doom and gloom around at the minute, isn't there? Uh, mm. Which is not great. So, you know, I'm going to start things a little bit differently. Um, obviously, we're looking to move into the month of December uh, on the back of some pretty poor results. It's clear we need to do some work in the upcoming transfer window. So, got a little game for us. Because I know that you like games, Diddley. 
I, I do like got, the game. Yeah. Well, I've got a list of six former Arsenal players. I'm going to read them out, and all you have to do is tell me which club Arsenal signed each of these gunners from. And then okay. there's a bonus point if you can tell me the transfer fee too. Woo. Which is obviously all subject speculation. Um, but you know, I thought, well, we're going to be talking transfers in about a month's time. Let's uh, let's let's start let's start early. So first one, we'll start nice and easy, and obviously there's no pressure there because I've just said nice and easy, and if you don't get it, then there's just kind of issues there. First okay. one is Patrick Vieira. Who did we sign him from, and for how much? Uh, I'm pretty confident with that one. I'm going to go for AC Milan. Yes, correct. Any ideas at how much he was? Well, three, 3.5. 3.5 million on the nose. Very good. Very good. Yes, Patrick Vieira. AC Milan, 3.5 mil. Right, we're going to go up a notch now. Luis Boa Morte. Oh, tricky. Port- Portuguese international, part of the yeah, double yeah. squad, I think, in 98. Sport in Lisbon. <laughs> it was Sport in Lisbon. Very good. Uh, any idea uh, what you want a fee, dear? £750,000. No, not enough, mate. We paid 1.75 mil for him, which, uh, you know, it's quite an outlay for a Wenger signing. Yeah, I think we made some money on him, didn't we? Sell him to Fulham. We he did, did, so. a, did a, all right there, didn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, shame. I always felt he had potential, but just never really got the game time. Mm. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, right, on to the next one is French player. Of course, he's a French player. He played for Arsenal. Gilles Grimondi. Uh, no. where, did he, where did he come from? Oh, not a clue. I've got a feeling you'll get it, even though you don't know it. Uh, PSG? Oh, so close. Think Wenger. Monaco. There you go. Monaco. Uh, okay. Um, I wasn't a massive fan, I'll Fine. be honest. <laughs> no. Uh, the Eric Dyer of our generation, I guess. The Eric Dyer of our generation, yeah. Yeah. It's a French brought, Eric Dyer. Yeah, brought nothing to the table in my eyes. So, sorry, Jules. Any ideas how much we forked out for him? Half a million. I wish. Three million. It costs more than Lewis Bowmorto. Mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Right, we're going to take it back a bit further now. Number four is David Seaman, club legend. But who did we buy him from, Diddley? You got me there. Uh, Peterborough? (laughs) He did play for Peterborough. He then joined Birmingham. And right. then he joined this team that we're looking for now before joining Arsenal. Who is that? Who is that team? You're going to have to tell me, mate. All right, I'll give you a clue. It's a London club. Blue and white kit. Blue and white. It is QPR. Oh, right. Of course, yeah. Yeah, 1.3 million. Uh, right, last two. We'll rattle through these. Obviously, this is uh, mind-blowingly fun. Uh, this one, <laughs> this one. If you get this, uh, I'll, I'll be absolutely gobsmacked. Igor Stefanovs. Oh, uh, we got him from Latvia FC. <laughs> we got him from Latvia. Do you yeah, know any Latvians? No, Skontariga. Uh, 
Uh, Obviously. 1.35 million. And finally... Yeah, I was going to guess 1.2, yeah. Yeah. I rounded up for you. That's right. And finally, the player that was known as the most expensive teenager at the time, John Hartson. Right. Where yeah, I know that one. Luton Town. It was Luton Town. Any ideas on the fee? 3.75. No, not as much as that. 2.5. Uh, 2.5. That's what we were looking for. 2.5. Right. That's yeah, the fault. Good game. Now, Thanks, Pat. Yeah, no worries, mate. <laughs> slow <laughs> down work, was it? Slow down work, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, yeah. Right. That's the fun. Let's rattle through the bullshit because there's plenty of it, unfortunately. Um, should we work in chronological order as a, as a word of the day? Let's briefly look at the mold match because I guess that was the good part of last week. And then we can discuss the Wolves match, which was the bullshit part of the week. All right. We, we're getting all the, all the good stuff out first. Yeah, we? we're going for a shit sandwich, right? We're going to go with good mold stuff, shit wolf stuff, and then we can get positive again for Rapid Vienna because it's probably a game right. that we've been... Uh, and then we've got the North London derby. So, um, <laughs> you know, that seems to be the cycle that we're in at the moment, isn't it? It's yeah. beat, beat some nobody team in Europe, uh, in Europa League, and then get spanked or just perform poorly in the Premier League and then go back to um, back to Europa, Europa, League, yeah, Europa League glory again. So, uh, so yeah, let's, let's crack on with that. Then. So we played Mould. We won. We practically, well, we did secure qualification um, through to the next stage uh, with a 3-0 win. Nicolas Pepe, Bruce Nelson and uh, Follerim Belogan, which was nice for him to get his first goal. Um, did you watch that game? Uh, I'm going to have to be honest now with you and the listeners. Uh, I was stuck at work, so I missed the first half. But... Oh, yeah. Turns out I didn't miss much. No, it turns out you didn't. You're right. Uh, But uh, I did watch the second half and uh, it was much better by all accounts. Yeah, that's when we started scoring, put it that way. Um, Did you manage to have a look at the lineups at all before kickoff? Um, If not, I've got them here. Speak them out to you. Okay. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, Leno was rested. So it was Runa, Alex Runason in goal. Uh, Cedric Suarez, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, David Louise, and uh, Skodran Mustafi in defence. Uh, Nicholas Pepe, Joe Willock, Reese Nelson, Granit Xhaka, Nketiah, and Lacazette. I mean, I guess based on that lineup, it is very much... You could say, bar David Luiz, who has been starting in, in the Premier League games, is very much a second-string Arsenal team. And yet they seem to be performing better than the first team at the moment. I'm not sure if there's anything to read into that, because, as I say, it's lower well, opposition. Yeah, but... it's, it's such a lower level that I, you can't really, can you? No, no, exactly. Um, any surprises in that lineup at all? Uh, no, not really. Uh, seemed pretty standard. Pepe, obviously, because he's out now for three, well, two more league games. You can see that he's going to start um, every week, I would have thought. And 
and now sort of first place is sewn up he'll he will um he'll be one of the more senior figures i think in it's in the side mm-hmm. uh, and after last week he looked like he had a point to prove um bit was between his teeth so to speak and uh, yeah. i thought he had a pretty good game yes yeah yeah he did um other player i thought that played well was reese nelson yeah uh, and we put a poll out, didn't we, this week, just before the game yesterday? Yeah. Uh, you know, who, which youngster w- would you want to see play some sort of part in yesterday's game? And he was by far um, the choice of everyone um, after his performance. Uh, he, yeah, he was good, weren't he? he? He looks to make things happen, but yesterday wasn't great. No, no, and I guess we'll we'll come on to that in a in a minute. But you're right, it was it was pretty pretty dire. But I guess you can't lay the blame at him for that. You know, it's uh, that that's it. You know, everyone played pretty poorly. In fairness, um, mm. let's say we'll we'll come on to that in a second. Um, other goal, as I say, was by uh, Pepe. Oh, yes, of course. And, and Belogan came on, didn't he? Uh, and scored yeah. within about 30 seconds, which was brilliant. Um, which is good. I, you, you would argue in some respects that now that that is 100% sewn up, you could put youngsters into that team and, and just focus on putting your best players into the Premier League squad. But we've been playing a lot of youngsters in that team as it is. So who mm. else you put in there? There was... Um, a lot of raised eyebrows at the fact that Emil Smith Rowe didn't start. I know he came on as a substitute, but there was right, okay. There was a lot of surprise at the fact that he didn't start. And I know that he's he's not started for us this season at all. I don't think yet. Um, but no. any, any thoughts on that? Do you think that would change now that we've um, you know qualified? Yeah, I do. Yeah, now now they've qualified. Uh, he was he's been coming back from injury and, and uh. doing really well with the under twenty threes. Uh, he came on, got an assist. Can't really do much more, can he? He was uh, involved yesterday. I think he was on the bench. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, that's a good sign. I think he, he should be included in and around the first team. He, you know, he's a he's a young, good young talent. So good. Any other youngsters that you think might break into that Europa League squad now that we've qualified? I mean. You would argue that um, the likes of Joe Willock, uh, Eddie Nketiah and Reese Nelson probably will, mm. although they're probably going to have maybe more of an influence on the Premier League starting squad, um, just because I think Arteta needs to shake it up a bit. And you can't play you know, both competitions all the time. You'll just get burnout. So... Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anyone else that you thought might might do. I wonder if Belogan himself actually might get more game time given that he came on, scored, and yeah, himself a bit, don't he? Yeah, I think you'd like to think that he would he could start one of the games at least. Uh, ben Cottrell as well. He's another one that's uh, really impressing at the minute under 23s. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see a bit more of him. So that that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, Defence-wise, I can't really see anyone coming in. Uh, we've got players like Chambers, might you know, we've got sort of backup defenders that mm. you know aren't good enough really for the Prem. 
it looks like. So I guess they'll probably get a game, maybe. Do you think? I, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. I think the likes of Chambers and uh, Pablo Mari, I don't think either of them are particularly far away from yeah, uh, so from from returning from injury. I, I guess it's we've only got two more Europa League games left, uh, and it's whether they'll be back in time to play those. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, well, one thing that, I, that did wind me up uh, during that game was was the actual sort of substitutions. Um, Kieran Tierney coming on mm-hmm. for the last 15 minutes absolutely baffled me. I mean, he's he's our left back, and really, there's not that much cover for him if you look no. at like quality wise, Kalasa. Yeah. Uh, and Saka could well, probably play there if he had to. Yeah, but he's he's your out and out. He's your main man. He's your number three. And to put him on and risk him in a game that when we were two, two three nil up, yeah, yeah, uh, just ridiculous for me. I, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's um, it's a risk not worth taking, is it? Let's be honest. And, not, and what worst not case, really. conceding two and it was two all. Still got two games. To have been able to qualify, and what you know, what would have that uh, that type of injury done for you know future prem games? So yeah, a bit mm. of a strange one. What what's your what's your aspiration and hope for Arteta and the Europa League? I mean, we'll obviously move on to Wolves in a second, and the Premier League this season has been nothing short of diabolical for us. You know, we're languishing in 14th, I think it is now. But what's your thoughts on uh, the Europa League? Because when uh, Emery was about, it was uh, that balancing act between, right, which basket do we put all of our eggs in to qualify for the Champions League? We're nearly in the top four, but we're very close to getting to the final at the time uh, and potentially winning the Europa League. And we didn't really go gung-ho, I don't think, in either of them. You know, we try to spread our bets across everything, which understandably you have to. But I think at some point, I think when Man United won the Europa League under Mourinho, I think he actually, you know, said, let's just go hell for leather to win the Europa League now. We're that close to trying to win it and that will get us back into the Champions League. Do you think that's going to be the route we need to take to get Champions League football? Because top four is not looking likely. Um, well... As it stands at the minute, mate, the way we are playing, I cannot see us winning the Europa League. Can you? Mm. Well, no, no. But as soon as we come up against... That's the thing. We are a cup team. True. but We're a a classic mid-table cup team. (laughs) You know, over two legs against a team that are decent, I think we might struggle. Yeah, and AC Milan that have got us Latam that scored 10 goals in six games or something. We'd we would we yeah, yeah exactly yeah time will tell i guess um time will tell. obviously we've got uh rapid vienna next and as i say that's uh i think is that a home i'm sure that's a home game i'm sure we played yeah, that it is a home game it'll be yeah. the first game that um fans are allowed back in there's gonna yes, be two thousand right. fans there yeah uh how many of them will actually want to turn up Based on current performance, I don't know. But as I said before, Europa League is where we're actually playing well. So uh, if you're looking for a bit of live positivity in your life, that might be the place to, to get to. And uh, if I read correctly, is Golden Platinum members are sort of first dibs on 
that small allocation of tickets? Yeah, and I think it was uh, first come, first serve for, for those guys, and yeah. um, they sold out in 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. That was so, rapid. That was <laughs> rapid, mate, yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, I'd like to think that the fans that are going are, are keen to go and excited to go. It's been a long time without football. Mm. Um, you know, hopefully they make a bit of noise and cheer the guys on and I am worried that if it's a bad result, you never know. You could hear some booze at the end. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the the um, the outpouring of the outpouring of uh, Arteta out, or I think I might be leaning towards Arteta out type noises coming off social media after yeah. the Wolves game mm. were quite prevalent actually, it- and. You know, we've got Spurs at the weekend. We'll come on to that in a second. But they're obviously the form team at the moment. Um, and we couldn't be more chalk and cheese at the minute. We are the out-of-form team. So there are people second-guessing, saying, well, never mind Europa League. That's a given that we should win those games. Um, but, you know, if he loses to Spurs, then he should be sacked and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so it just makes me wonder whether within that small group of 2,000, there's going to be any Arteta out banners or planes or whatever i'd like to think it hasn't got that far yet um to be honest uh there will be some there that that, that have made their mind up already but i think uh probably need to show a bit more patience yeah yeah all right should we we get on to the game let's just talk about the elephant in the room here um I tell you what, let's start where we always start. Let's look at the lineup that was put out um, because there are question marks over that for me personally. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you've got it to hand, but if not, I can I can get it. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, fire away, mate, because uh, I've put it somewhere safe and I can't find it, which is always the way. So we've got Leno in goal, which is pretty much a given. Yeah, we'll have that. Uh, back four. Of Tierney, Louise, Gabriel, and Bellerin. Mm-hmm. Shaka, Sabayas, and Willock in midfield. Abamyang through the middle up front, and then Saka and William on the wings. That yeah. sound right to you? Uh, it does, yeah. And the big man up front. Mm. Um, what were your thoughts looking at that? starting lineup did you look at it and think yes we've got this did you look at it and think jesus christ we're going to get hammered any initial reaction to that i was pleased to see a bamiang through the middle again yeah just uh, just for the fact that um it didn't go well last time but he stuck with it rather than uh throwing it all away and resorting back to, to how it was um whether we'll stick with that again next week, I'm not so sure. I, I, yeah. I think he might mix it up for the Spurs game, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, it's difficult, really. I think we're quite short in the middle of the park. It's quite evident that there's a lack of quality there. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably one of the worst games I've seen Shaka play since he's joined us. Yeah. 
Uh, and again, you know, people sort of crying out for Joe Willock. I've always had my question marks about him, and it and it's mm-hmm. easy to say, oh, he's got he's got to get in the side. You know, look what he's doing. But when you look at how he's performing against teams on a Thursday night compared to the Premier League sides, I'd say he's quite sure of the quality that we need. Yeah. But is he representative of the quality that we have? As oh, in, 100%. Who, who else would you put in there and go, they're way better than him based on injuries and everything else we've got at the moment? Um, you know, Pepe not being available, um, not really having a out-and-out attacking midfielder other than Emil Smith-Rowe, but you'll argue that he's probably even further behind development than um, than Joe Willock. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, uh, that's where we are. That's where we're at. Uh, and, you know, in defence of Arteta, he wants he wants to bake a cake, right? And it, and it could be really good. It could be tasty as fuck. You know, mm. grandma's secret recipe. It could be Oof. better than that. Slice you know it up, I mean? baby. Yeah. But, but he hasn't got the ingredients. You know, yeah. Shaka. He's short of a few grams of what we need in a midfielder. Um, you know, Meza Erzul. He's he's in the back of the cupboard. He's out of date. Can't use him. In the pantry. Uh, yeah, and uh, I can only assume it's a vegan cake and William Saliba's <laughs> full-fat dairy because, you know, w- w- yeah. what's going on there? Yeah, oh, if it's a vegan cake, you know that Hector Bellerin's getting involved cooking it as well. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, you see I mean, it's a good analogy because it's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely right. You, you, you know, you can't make a forest gateau if you haven't got any chocolate, you know? Exactly. Um, um, so I, I I totally know what you're saying. Look, let's let's get to the chase on that. I guess what we're arguing is he's doing the best with the ingredients that he's got. Yeah. But um, we, you know we're, we're never going to win Great British Bake Off, are we? No, we're 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 suffering from bad recruitment, uh, and it's, it's going to take a long time to sort out. Yeah. Yeah. Because now, you, you. Sorry, as you can say, you could argue. The recruitment has been pretty good this year. Um, Gabriel scored again, and yeah. now becomes our second highest top goal scorer this season, which in itself is a farce. Because if your centre back is your second highest goal scorer this season with what's it, two goals? Did I say um, three goals this? Oh no, no, with two goals. Yeah, I, I apologise. Two goals this season. So he joins Pierre Emerick or Bamiyang on second, who's behind. Alex Lacazette, he's got three, and he scored three in the first three games, and then he's not really featured after that. So you, you can see our problems. Um, yeah. But you're right, bad recruitment is what's what's sort of caused this, and it's going to take a while to to get through the cycle of players either ending their contracts or us willing to shift them on and maybe absorb some of the cost. Yeah, and and really, it's. Uh... The, the Cronkies are going to have to decide whether they stick or twist. Mm. You know, are they going to stand by their man that you know, they wanted? <laughs> they wanted him in. Um, they got who they wanted. 
knowing, you know, he lacks experience and he's learning on the job. And uh, as a consequence, with the uh, shit squad that we've got, basically, he, he's suffering at the minute. We're suffering. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you think a more experienced manager will have done a better job, though, with, with those players? No. Would a Mourinho come in and do a better job? Would an Allegri have come in and done a better job? Bottom line is, you've still only got the players you've got. And uh, no, forget, I don't think... Let's not forget, he was instrumental in convincing the likes of Aubameyang to sign again. And, you know, Aubameyang is not having the great start to the season, but he's still a quality player. And with the right service, he'll still put, put chances away. So, you know, I guess people have short memories in football, don't they? But you have to... You have to remember those good. Yeah, good... I, I feel we've we've seen. I get, I get, I understand where we are at the minute. We're we're you know we're mid table, sort of lower to mid, um, but we're not far off the top in terms yeah. of points. Uh, if we manage to string together a few wins, you know, we're back in and around fifth, sixth position. Yeah. And. and um, you know, you like you say, short memory. You you can't forget. We've had some positive results against the bigger sides, and we've won an F. We've won trophy. Mm. There, you, there, are, but, there are positives, and there are yeah. there is progression there. He's a good coach. What, yeah. What's changed though? What has changed from last season, where we absorbed a lot of the ball, and then counter-attacked to this season where we're not even doing that and we're not creating chances because there was a lot of pressure on us to score, let alone win, for us to score in that game against Wolves because if we hadn't, the only goal that we would have scored would have been that penalty that Aubameyang scored against Man United. Mm. Um, Well, the the formation, the system. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely got something to do with it. You know, we were playing free at the back and while I'm not a massive fan of it uh, it was kind of getting a job done yeah you know and now he's gone back to a four which what he started with he started with a four against Mm. City and whoever we played after that um, in his first two games and it didn't work yeah Um, he, he addressed it we went to a back three and you know we he got what he could out of it Mm. and since he's changed back it's just not working we just haven't got the players yeah i think it's better when you know not to put too much on one player but thomas party you know in such a short space of time you can see the yeah shows that you can play a back four with him in the side um but without him in it no chance yeah yeah i think the thing with the three we played three centre-backs and then had the wing-backs, didn't we? And and you then almost have this axis on the halfway line whereby you've got two extra defenders or you've got two extra attackers, you know, depending on where, where they are on the pitch. And, and let's not forget, we had, we had the best defensive record in the Premier League. Since we switched mm. back to a back four, something we were famous for, obviously, in years gone by, but since we switched back to a back four, we're letting goals in like going out of fashion. I think we're now minus two goal difference mm. um, because we're not scoring anything and, and we keep conceding. So it's it's mind-boggling, but he's got to change something, you know, got to change something. Mm. I, 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 I'm I, the same as you. I thought that was a terrible Xhaka display. 
Um, you know, when he's good, he's, I won't say he's great, but he's pretty good. And uh, when he's poor, he's really poor. You know, he stinks the place, stinks the place out. Oh, and one thing he does that really winds me up is, you know, they, they say you've got to be clever in football. You've got to you've got to learn the dark arts and learn how to sort of win a foul and all that sort of stuff. But he tries to and doesn't do it very successfully. You know, he'll almost fall no, on top of the ball doesn't. and the ref will be yeah, like, and he gets... I think so. You're trying to buy that one. Yeah, he, he was terrible. No energy, getting caught in possession. Yeah. He's passing. If it wasn't backwards, it was out of play. It was that bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, from what I saw, anyway. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, it doesn't help. I thought we were quite static anyway, that we weren't really passing and moving around. It, it was kind of, I'll pass to you, and then you do something with it. And then that person was passing to someone else and not moving. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't good. And yeah, I saw a clip on Twitter today of, it may have been Arsenal Chelsea, um, or I don't know, certainly a game in the recent past. And um, the, the passing was quick, 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 quick. You know, when you pass the ball that fast, Wenger ball, let's call it, or, although this wasn't a Wenger game, I don't think. It may have even been under Emery, dare I say it. But, you know, when, when you move the ball so fast, the opposition hasn't got time to get into position, defend, organise. And at the minute, we are miles away from that. You know, it's so laboured, isn't it? It's so slow. And the amount of yeah. back passes, it's like, I get you have to go backwards to go forwards sometimes. But, Jesus, you know, yesterday, again, I don't want to pick out Xhaka in particular, but Gabriel had won the ball. And was about to hit it long, yeah. and Jack kind of took it off him and kicked it back to the goalkeeper. It's like, what yeah, are you doing? yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it's uh, really slow. We're so easy to play against at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, teams are just, we're not turning them around. They're just yeah. sitting on the edge of their area or even deeper. I thought Connor Cody didn't come out of his area, I don't think. Yeah. Playing yeah. at centre back. Um, and they're just sitting there and they're saying, well, go on then. You know, have the ball, pass it around. Mm-hmm. Look like you're trying to score, but you're not really because you can't create anything. You can't get in behind us. Yeah. Our, anyway, do, do you want to talk about any of the uh, incidents in the game? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, well, let's go through it because, you know. I mean, obviously, there was that shocking moment and uh, we all wish him well. Um, what, Leno that head out. injury. Oh, yeah, and the head injury. <laughs> oh, that is joking. That was horrendous. That um, that nasty clash with Luis and Raul Jimenez. Yeah. And you looked at the Wolves players and the way that they reacted to it. You knew it was bad. And it just brought back yeah. memories of like Ramsey and Eduardo's legs breaks. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this don't look good. Um, and you know when the cameramen or the commentators say, we're not going to show that incident again. It was that bad. You think, like, oh. So he ended up with a fractured skull. He did, yeah. Yeah. Were you about to say something? Did you hear the noise that it made? Yeah. I don't know if you. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Almost sounded like two shin pads clashing. Yeah. But it wasn't shin pads. It was. It was, mm. it was, it was horrendous. Um. And then after that, it was a real slow start 
for both sides, I think, and up until the first goal, where nothing was really happening. You know, I obviously mm-hmm. make notes uh, on on this game, and I'm I was struggling to find anything to note down that was of any real significance until that goal. I don't know if you did. Yeah, I've got absolutely nothing, mate, until yeah, the goal. Uh, and that goal was just classic us, I guess. You want to talk about it? Yeah, I mean. Tierney sort of got caught, didn't he? One and one versus uh, Adama Traore, who's absolutely rapid. But but uh, he's also the most right-footed player in the world and loves going on the outside a lot. So yeah, um, maybe credit where it's due. Look, he gets there, he digs out across. Uh, finds Dendonka, doesn't he? Hits the bar. And, uh, you know, they get a bit of luck, I guess, where it falls. We don't react too well to it. 1-0. Yeah. Um, he's quick as well, that Pedro Neto. Yeah. Wolves have got a great team, you know. Maybe we underestimated them a bit, but they're a good team. Yeah, I mean, well, we we beat them not too long ago and uh, mm. we set up a little bit differently against him that time and Adama Traore uh, he was very quiet he uh, couldn't get better, the better of uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles could he so no that's right and and what do you think about Bellerin in the air on that one because obviously then Dunkerout jumps him and yeah. Bellerin looked like he was asleep you know Um well, I know he's a right yeah, back. You're right back to a never massive, and they're never, especially in the modern in the modern game where they're more attacking. They they are quite sleek and slender, uh, and not necessarily going to win every single header. But you're a defender. Your first job is to defend. And mm. I, I, honestly, I thought it was, it was quite poor with that, if I'm honest. Okay. Just my view. I know you're. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. A well, well, look, I'm a Bellerin fan, but yeah, he does uh, lack those defensive attributes doesn't he um first and foremost uh yeah yeah uh heading's not his strong point is it no um but it is the strong point of gabriel it is it is i was gonna say just before that there was a cross from well actually no i guess it leads might lead into the into that goal so there was a cross from kieran tierney always about to poke it in and then connor cody gets a flick on it to take it out of his almost reach to get it on target. And I think that is what then goes for the corner that we score from. Mm. Um, and again, it was a, it was a goal from a corner, but because it was a short corner, it doesn't count as a set play. So it's an open play goal, yeah. <laughs> which, which was good for our stats. Um, but yeah, in fair, that's a good cross from William and Gabriel. I mean, can we just clone the guy? He's a beast. Yeah. There's a towering header. And uh, if we were better at crossing, he'd get 10 a season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crossing, for the most part of that game, was piss poor. Mm. The amount of crosses, and I, and I remember thinking, it's a different it's a different winger, go on, get a good crossing. Oh, jeez, you can't even beat the first man as well. And I'm not even talking about corners, this is just in general. Yeah. Yeah, not uh, good. In I fact, just don't understand why we're so focused on crossing it is is it because that's all we can muster as a creative chance do you think i i don't know 
quite possibly. Um, we had a we had a message actually uh, from El Solo Lobo, who's at I'd Stan on Twitter, uh, and he says, "Why are we so one dimensional? I mean, all we do is drive it to the byline and whip in across, which nine out of ten doesn't doesn't reach the intended target. Plus, we don't really have a dominant centre forward. The crossing is pointless." I mean, come and join, come and join the podcast, dude. You know, you're you're on our wavelength. We've been saying that for a little yeah, while, haven't yeah. we? What is the point? And um, I think there was one or two opportunities where Aubameyang had the chance to head it, and he never really attacked it with any real conviction. No, and uh, he missed. Right. He put one more wide as well when he did get his head. Yes, it, you're uh, right. Late on, and really should should have buried it. Yeah, yeah. So we scored the goal and we're kind of back in it. Uh, then the next thing I've got is around the 41st minute. Traore does almost a, a spin, you know, one of those 360 yeah, spins to get past three players, pirouette, yeah. Um, Neto's shot takes a deflection. Leno parries it. And he got a lot of grief for that parry, but I thought, well, if it's coming at you at pace and it's had a deflection, it is hard to kind of move your body the right way. I'm just glad you stopped it. Mm. But then Podence was there to... Lift it over Gabriel, who's trying to lunge at it, and let's it pass Leno. Yeah, yeah, maybe Leno can do a bit better there. Um, but you know, the the guy was allowed to run and run and you know, pick his shot. Uh, I don't like that thing. I, I get, I understand that defenders are worried about handball, but I don't like it when they they uh sort of stand up to a shot and put their arms behind their back, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Are they really, really trying to to block a shot that yeah. way? It's really difficult. You need your arms to to balance with yeah. to I've to always, extend one one of your legs, one of your feet, yeah. you know, to, to to get in front. And I've always if, thought if you're just standing there like that, yeah, exactly. You're you're quite ineffective and it's hard to move. I've always thought this, you know, when players are standing in a wall, they put their hands over their balls. So what's the difference? You know, if it, if it was me, and I've done it before playing football, if someone's about to cross, I put my hands over my balls so I don't want to get smashed down the bollocks. And mm. if it's a penalty, well, you're not, you, you know, your hands aren't out, are they? Their hands are on no. your balls. So I, I can't mm. I can't see that a ref would punish you for that. Um, so anyway, that, that was another chance that, um, uh, that they had and obviously scored from. Mm-hmm. Um and then the, I thought of you as I typed this. 45th minute, and all it says is another shit Louise free kick. <laughs> yeah, I did write that down as well. Something similar. I just wished that they, they would pick one player who's decent at um, free kicks. I, I tweeted during the game, not not this game, but the, the game previously of Southampton were on. All right, yeah. Against, oh, yes. Against United, against United, and uh, I quite like that James Ward Prowse. He, he's uh, he's great at set pieces. He's, he reminds he's you of Sebastian Larson, actually. Yeah, he was a, a good good at set pieces, wasn't he? Mm. And um, yeah, you just think, just there must be someone in the side that can take a free kick, and just have that one person. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. And during the game, if you get two or three, if you miss the first one, you kind of sort of get your eye in, your range in, have a feel for it. Yeah. And you stand a better chance of hitting a target, yeah. I think, personally. Yeah, but, yeah I know what you're saying. 
It's a bit. It's weird because Orba scored one. Was it against Villa in the last minute last season? Yeah. And I think he may have scored one in the Europa League at some point as well. I can't remember. But I always thought, actually, he's not too bad. He's a striker for one, you know. Not too mm. bad. But he always seems to stand over them, but never really gets to take them, you know. Well, he, he, if you know, he should start pulling rank. He's the captain. Yeah, yeah, and, and that is my other concern, if I'm honest. Is he captain material? Mm. He's everyone's friend, but is he a leader? Yeah. You, you he seemed he seemed to be a bit stroppy yesterday, and I can I understand why. But when you're captain, you have to you have to step up and set an example for everyone else. Yeah. You know, it's difficult in that position, which is why I don't really like the centre forward being captain. Because uh, you can't too far out of the way. You can't, yeah, you can't sort of take charge of a game. You know, if you're in midfield, you can say, right, give me the ball. You know, show for it. You can put a tackle in, something like that. You but take you're the up front, more, don't you? Yeah. The yeah. problem we've got is, you know, our, our midfielders in the centre, especially yesterday, were. Um, Xhaka, Ceballos and Willock and of those three Xhaka is the natural captain but Xhaka is not tactically minded enough to play the role of captain that that you know dictates the game he, he yeah. plays the captain of I'm on your side and I'll fight for you and I'll, I'll stick up for you if there's mm. an argument type stuff but he, he's not the tactical genius to say come across move forwards make the runs whatever do, do you know what I'm saying Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and for me, he's Shaka's had his chance, and he and he's he blew it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, things didn't get much better after that. You know, I guess as a summary, all I've got is cross, nothing happens. Free kick, nothing happens. Cross, nothing happens. You know, corner, mm. nothing happens. Mischance, mischance, mischance. Have you got anything that kind of sticks out as a major talking point opportunity for you? Uh. What uh, chances wise? Yeah. I thought, uh, there was a chance when Aubameyang managed to steal the ball off the keeper. Yes. And uh, he was kind of isolated and and uh, you know facing the wrong way, but th- there was no backup there to. to no. That's we should have made that chance count. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Reese Nelson, he had a little, he had a half chance where it sort of fell to him, and he hit it on the half volley and blazed it over the Bamiang header that we said about. Yeah. Um, there was a cross was from in, Bellerin, wasn't there? Oh, so I was going to say there was a cross from Bellerin, and it came into yeah. Saka and kind of mishits it from about six yards out, and it's it's those sort of things that when you're in form and you've got confidence, smash them into the net. But when mm. you're just so desperate to score and you're trying so hard, those little things don't really come off. Um, so anyway, yeah, go on, mate. That, that just another chance that I remember. Yeah, but there was, there was no real real chances, were there? We're struggling so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. What's the one thing? If you could change one one thing, what would it be to help improve the situation? Um, uh, well, I mean, is Arteta doing something and being too stubborn with his own tactics that he, he won't deviate from it, or is he? No, no, no. I don't think that's it. I, I just think we're lacking in in the in the players. And we yet, don't have. We look so strong. 
where we used to have sort of five number tens at the club. Yeah. Yeah. Now have we got? Don't 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 say his name. Don't don't don't, don't <laughs> say it. But but you know, looking at that, that team, who's a number ten in that team? Yeah, Emma Smith Rowe is the natural one, isn't it? And, yeah, and maybe. I chance him. I wouldn't chance him with that. Uh, we've spoken about what I'm about to say before, and this was at the beginning of the season, and there was a resounding no. But people were talking yesterday about a pay-as-you-play for Jack Wilshire, who's been in Qatar or Dubai, it may have been, doing some like high-intensity training and stuff. Mm. Are you still a no on that? He's obviously out of contract. It wouldn't cost anything. You only pay him if you actually play him. Have you kind of got anything to lose? He's only 28 still as well, so he's coming into his prime years if he was fit. Uh, look, I love Jack, but he had his time. He's not good enough for West Ham now. He's definitely not good enough for us. Well, are we better than West Ham at the minute? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> good point. I think that is half the problem. I think we've got a lot of fans that are living in yesteryear. We're not that club anymore. And I think winning an FA Cup is a fantastic achievement. Of course it is. And success breeds success. But, you know, you've got to be a bit lucky to win a cup. Um, yeah, you do, yeah. And, you know, is, is it a, there's this age-old debate. Is it a better achievement to finish in a top four than it is to win a cup? Because, you know, the consistency over X many games to beat X many teams and finish in that position, blah, blah, blah. Um, the the one thing that I would change, and it's not Jack Wilshire, although if he was available on a free and it was only paying minimal wages, I don't really see what harm it could do. But I, you know, that's not for me to decide. The one thing I would change, and I, I thought about this more and more recently, when Alba and Lacazette are together off the pitch, they've got amazing chemistry. And whenever you hear them talk about playing together on the pitch, they say, "I always look for him." I always look for him. You know, they say that of each other. They've got that chemistry on the pitch. But it always seems that if we're going to play them on the pitch together, it will be Orba out left and Lacazette through the middle. I would love to see us try playing with two genuine strikers up front together, whether that's a 3-5-2 or how, you know, however we do it, to accommodate having two together. Because Lacazette on his own up front just holds the ball for runners. And Aubameyang on his own is not necessarily fantastic at hold-up play. We've said this over and over again. So I'd love to see them just change the way you're playing and, and have a bit of support up front, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I think it, when we play with three, it's... we're so wide. You know, the left winger is so far away from the striker and the striker is so far away from the right winger that we're so spread mm-hmm. over such... And then, you know, if you've got three that are playing against the back four or... You know, a five. We just think we're just outnumbered all the time. And then you're playing with two bloody defensive midfielders as well. Then you've got even further back. So then there's a bigger gap between your midfield and your strikers. So it's no wonder we're not creating anything. I don't run over. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. Yeah. Um, You know, and it's so easy for two centre backs up against uh, like just one of the either Aubameyang or Lacazette. Yeah. 
yeah you know why not give them to some something to think about you know yeah. stick to up top it, it, that that was something that irked me yesterday that he waited until the 81st 82nd minute to put lacquer on yeah we can't we were two one down even a draw is a bad result he should have thrown him on earlier and just stuck like you said maybe he had a go at sticking two up top down the middle give him something different to think about but he didn't do it and uh, you know the Reese Nelson for William just more of the same wasn't it just nothing it was different yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was it just uh, nothing's changing, and everything that is changing is a like for like change. You know, we're not changing our um, formation enough, or we're not changing our intensity enough. It's just very same old, same old. And I think that's kind of the the problem that, like you just said, there, give them something to think about. Mm. They're turning up, going. Well, they're going to play one up in the middle and one either side, so no problem. They'll cross it in and nobody can head. <laughs> oh, Christ. Right. Well, that was, if that wasn't bad enough, we're now playing the team top of the league. And if that wasn't bad enough, the team top of the league are Spurs, who are, um, you know, scoring goals for fun um, at the moment. And it's probably the first time in many a year I've been really worried about playing Spurs. Um, you know, Really worried. So to put this into context, Spurs have played 10, won six, drew three, lost one, scored. Well, I don't know what they scored, but their goal difference is plus 12, 21 points. As us in 14th, played 10, won four, drew one, lost five, minus two goal difference, 14 points. Oh, sorry, 13 points even. So, you know, we're already eight points behind them. Mm. Um which is not a lot in a short space of time. You can make that up. But when a team keeps doing well, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm generally concerned. I know just for a bit of reference, West Ham are 10th on 15 points. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what's your, what's your thoughts on the North London derby? It's a derby, mate. Anything can happen. Um, let's be positive. We we seem to turn up in the, the bigger games and have a different way of playing. I think he might uh, Arteta might revert back to a three at the back. Mm-hmm. Tierney, Gabriel, uh, Louise or Holding. Yeah, as the three, I think, and then go from there back back to basics. Try and uh, you know that's where we are. Try and grind out a one nil. Yeah. Uh, it's sort uh, of it's probably game. the least confident I've ever felt going into a yeah. North London derby. Yeah, and it's horrible, isn't it? It's horrible to feel like mm. Spurs used to feel. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it's awful. This one is at um, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Another late kickoff on a Sunday, 4:30. Albeit not as late as the 7:15 game that we had this weekend. Um, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think he'll go for three at the back, and I think he'll go with the wing backs because that allows us to get forward, but also have that defensive protection. Um, midfield is our big problem. Is he just going to go with Jacques and Sabas again? Well, who else is he going to go with? Who else is yeah. there? Jack, well, Jack Wilshire? 
Well, Joe, well, he, gonna play? He, he could get back in time. He, he always did pretty well <laughs> against them. Um, um, that's you our, know, maybe the the Egyptian Pirlo, he could come in. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's been out because of COVID, hasn't he? But yeah, he was on the bench yesterday. Yeah, and again, another player that's gone from <laughs> being a hero to he's on the bench. Is that match fitness yeah. or is that tactics? Because I. I I'd rather have him playing, I think, at the moment than Xhaka. <laughs> so, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's certainly a bit busier than Xhaka, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. His he, long passing might not be as good, but he, he recycles the ball a lot better and he keeps it moving, he keeps it ticking over. We said that about yeah. him. Yeah. Just, just and he that's... looks to progress forward. Mm. Absolutely. Um, uh, okay, I, I do wonder whether... Finding that balance between experience and youth and knowing that the youth know what it means to play in a derby for Arsenal against Spurs, it will almost, you know, there's more of a personal mission there. I wonder whether he might play in Enketia or Joe Willick again or Reese Nelson. I, I don't know. Maybe even Ainsley uh, Maitland-Niles. I don't know. Um, but I wouldn't be averse to seeing that because, again, what we're seeing at the minute isn't working. Seems to have cut and cut her out, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he he, he didn't impress me during the week uh, against um, Mould. Mm. I thought he was quite sloppy and, and lacked lacked that sharpness in front of goal. Yeah, I think did he have a goal disallowed for offside? I can't remember if I'm completely honest with you. But um, yeah, I can't I can't see him starting the game. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I imagine Lacazette could start um, just to give us something. You know, he's not the greatest hold-up player, but he's a bit better at it than Aubameyang. And yeah. Maybe Aubameyang will play off the left, and William will go back to the right. I think he'll he'll go with experience as he tends to do in these bigger games. Yeah, it's a bit of a tried and tested. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's cut to it then. What do you think the score is going to be? Uh, um, a realistic one, not a hopeful one. Yeah, look, I'm never going to go against Arsenal uh, when it's a North London derby. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. Be positive, Ooh. Ange. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be positive. And uh, my positivity is going to be in the shape of goals because despite scoring them, there always seems to be a penalty in the North London derby and it always seems to go to Spurs, to be fair. I'm going to go for a Desmond 2-2. I'm okay. going to go 2-2, just in case okay. I didn't get that reference. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Anything, anything you know, better than that is... Absolutely welcome. It'd be lovely to start a Monday morning with a bit of positivity instead of waking up still pissed off because we we played poorly. Um, mm. So, and who knows if if we get a result there, it could kickstart something. We got Burnley the week after, I think, and um, they're probably the only team like worse than us at <laughs> creating chances. So yeah, true, true. Who knows what might happen. We, um, we could go on a two-game run. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. I think I looked at our um, form so far this season, or the last six games, and it was something like lost, 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 win, lost, draw, or lost, or something. It just didn't. It was a lot of reds. Put it that way. It didn't. Uh, it didn't read particularly well. Um, and yes, you're right. Oh, fuck's sake. That Burnley game is 7:15 on a Sunday again. Mm. On, a, on a Sunday, just mad. I don't keep getting stuck with it. Um, I'm not the only team in the Europa League, for God's sake. Yeah, do you think it makes any difference uh, how the players sort of approach the game? Having seen everyone else play, more or less, do you think there's a bit of added pressure that, well, we've got to get the win, or you know, should they be thinking that anyway? Yeah, I mean, they should be thinking that. Um, I think there's pressure regardless at the moment, especially, mm. you know, because we're not doing well. There's just pressure to get a result. And I, I'm sure when our next win comes... Uh, it will be, you know, that that pop of pressure that will just, you know, spread over the club, and everyone will be like, oh, we've got a win at last, right? Let's, we've got the, you know, got the curse off our back for a bit. Let's start again and let's let's knuckle down. Um, but is that is that enough? Because I can see that's that's how the season's going to go. To be honest, I think every now and then we'll get a win or two, and you know, it'll be. Well, well, it's okay, but we'll sort of still end up in and around the mid mid table. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, I'm without the best memory, but we only got Europa League this season by winning the FA Cup last season, didn't we? Yeah. I don't think we're even going to get Europa League at the minute, if I'm mm. honest. No, no. And that's a whole other issue for finances. So. Yeah, it wouldn't. It, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if if we don't get that, we'll see a lot of players leave because they're on too high a wage, and that's dangerous. You know, that's where the the cycle of mm. not being able to attract those starts and you know dwindle down. I mean, you could look at someone like Thomas Party and think, oh, if we don't get Europa League, is he going to want to stick around? You know? Yeah, true. Um, um, it just depends how much people believe in in, in what's happening in, in Mikel yeah. Arteta and what in, he's trying to achieve. In the process. Uh, in the process, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> but in, in seriousness, you know, they, they they have got to sort of make a decision. Or not not now, but this is going to be a tough season. Yeah. Are they, you know, at the end of it, regardless of where we finish... Are they going to back him and say, look, you know, we're getting rid of a few of the players that are taking up space and wages, finances. Here, go, go and get who you need to do yeah. the job that you need to do. Yeah, I think they will. I do as well. Um, Is that I hopeful? Think... <sighs> I think they might look at his player God, recruitment you, you cut a depressed figure oh yeah, yeah. I, I've, I'm, I'm, I've never you know i don't know what it is i think even under emery we were performing possibly better than we are now and we were flipping awful under under emery you know mm. um it's different when you lose a lot of games but you can see the progress isn't it you know oh god we created 10 chances and we had eight on target and none of them went in that's bloody unlucky a well-played keeper but when you're not even creating the chances it's really really difficult isn't it it's 
Like yeah. say, everyone, everyone loves a trier, but if you can't even see them trying sometimes. So, look, let's have some lighthearted fun. There's two tweets I saw that made me laugh this week. One mm. was from Aziz, who's at Abdulaziz4245. Love it when people put numbers at the end. Mm. Uh, he put, in reference to trust the process, the process is to win the championship. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So if we get relegated, maybe that is the process. Oh, right, yeah. Although Roy King thinks we'll stay up. Oh, that's uh, nice of him. Yeah, yeah. And they're the great. That's what I've got. And what? They're, they're great. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and the second one that made me laugh was from Adam, who's at Adam9407, another one with loads of numbers at the end. Uh, people obviously put Artessa out, Artessa out, and he put Edu will bring in Philip Scolari. <laughs> <laughs> with this Brazilian contingent yeah oh, so that, that no made thank you yeah no thank you indeed um I think I think we're set on our Brazilians at the moment yeah um so that's that right we do have a couple of questions I, I didn't put a a plea out for questions until quite late so we've got a few first one is from at Canon Chatter, my good friend Stephen, he says, have you finally seen the light with Bellerin? Not a single pass to Pepe against Leeds, and Sabayo spent more time covering right back than Bellerin did yesterday. He used to have pace, but it's one speed now. Once upon a time, he had potential, but for whatever reason, he hasn't hit the levels we all thought he might. The fact Arsenal were willing to, li- the fact Arsenal were willing to listen to offers for him in the summer says a lot. Not just we need money. Obviously, you are a, a Bellerin fanboy, but is that based on his save the world, plant trees, just eat vegetables, forest green are great uh, vibe? Or is that because you believe in him as a player still? The whole package, mate. Ooh. No. He's on no. your Christmas card list. <laughs> look, he's got his faults going backwards, uh, defending. But I think going forwards and, and uh, what, he, what he offers... With his technical ability, his passing is pretty good. I think it's improved a lot. Um, I think he's sort of over the injury now. I do. And, yeah, he's lost a little bit of pace, but he's the best that we've got, I think. And, you know, at the minute, we can't just go out and buy a new right back and buy a new left winger just willy-nilly. So, yeah. I guess we've got options at right back in as much as we've got Cedric Suarez oh, yeah. Yeah. and Ainsley Maitland-Niles. The question is, would you start either of those over Bellerin? Uh, well, I certainly right wouldn't back. start Cedric. Yeah. yeah. Ainsley Maitland-Niles is a funny one for me. Like, some, Sometimes he looks really good and then other times he just looks like he's uh, he's just got out of bed. Yeah, he makes you look energetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was linked with Wolves, wasn't he? And I've got to be yeah. honest, I, I wasn't going to be overly upset if we'd have got good money for him. No, that's it. I thought they sort of offered under what, what he's worth. I think we were right to turn it down for once. Um, yeah. But look, he's, he's not, he's barely played. Yeah, yeah. Um. And Bellerin, we spoke about this last week, I think, a week before. He's not the best defensively. 
and he started as a midfielder. So given we've got Pepe out and Willian not really producing, all right, he got an assist this this week, but not really producing over the course of the season, and Reese Nelson can't really seem to get a look in. Why can't we play him further up the pitch? Maybe have um, Maitland-Niles play right back and Bellerin play in that right wing position. Because as you say, his, his crossing has actually not been too bad. And he's got three, mm-hmm. four assists this season. Not, not feeling it? Yeah, uh, no, I just, I don't see, I don't see why, why we would do that, really. Uh, what, yeah, we've got Maurice Nelson and Saka and William and Pepe, they can all play there. It's yeah. just, just that they're not playing it's well. It's time for him to step up, yeah, one yeah. of them. All right. Uh, next one's from Paul, who's, uh, I mean, I feel like I just saying the name Paul, I don't really need to say his Twitter handle, but it's at Schmitty00. Uh, he says, how uncomfortable do you feel about Spurs this weekend? So we've kind of spoken about that. Yeah. Is Ozil a possible option for now to push us forwards? This is, by the way, I should say, this is like four questions in one. So thanks for that, right. Paul. Uh, he is but we'll take it we'll take it he's an OG he's an original yeah is Ozil a possible option for now to push us forwards well I don't think he can play even if we wanted him to because he's not registered as a Premier League player or Europa League player squad member this season is he no we we need to to just knock that on the head the Ozil talk it's not going to happen Arteta would look weak if he resorted to putting him in the side now yeah in January, he's free to talk to other clubs. So, you know. See you later. Yeah. See you later. He's he's just going to, his head will be turned by a, someone will want him, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how, much, I, I, how much money can you get? Oh, it, it won't be anywhere near £350,000 a week. Yeah. Well, um, but you don't know, do you? Massive signing on fee. Well, um, because he was offered silly money in Saudi Arabia, wasn't it? You know, over the summer to to go play somewhere. Mm. Um, anyway, two more questions there from Paul. Oh, all right, uh, yeah, go on. Do you think we should change formation? Kind of mentioned yeah. that, so that's yeah. definitely yes. Lastly, he says, how bollocks were we yesterday? It was like watching a Sunday league team. Uh, yes, correct, Paul. So, um, pretty much agree with you on most most of those points, I think. Yeah. Um, mm. So, it wasn't yes. good, was it? No. And finally, the last message that we're going to go through is from, uh, this isn't an easy one to pronounce, but I'll try my best. I know Bong at Arsenal, who's at Cletus underscore Mfon. <laughs> easy for me to say. Yeah. He said, what, what's happening or dwindling the performance of the club? Um. I think essentially Again, we're suffering from bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from top top to bottom, really. Uh, going back to to Arsene Wenger, to Ivan Gazidis, Raul Sané. I mean, Sven Mislintat. <laughs> it's just been disaster after disaster. Yeah, it's not even mentioning players. Yeah, that's just the people you that know, sanctions the sign. The recruitment. Yeah, and, and then, but this is the thing. It takes time. It takes it time. Does. This window was the first window with Edu and Arteta, and that was only yeah. half a window, really, because um, 
Raul Sanyehi was um, quite involved in a lot of those transfers even this summer, wasn't he? By the sounds of it. Mm, possibly. Yeah, I think the Gabriel one, he was largely sort of brokering and then he left and Edu picked up and got it over the line. Um, so you're right, it is definitely... Um, it is definitely uh, recruitment, but I think there's also an element of, you know, the way that we're playing, formation, the players not carrying out instructions as they need to, not moving the ball fast enough, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. I'm going to give an honourable mention to at Guna Stahl, who um, he didn't he didn't um, send us any questions, but I put out a tweet earlier, <laughs> just came to me, which yeah, was. You can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter. Maybe Arteta just needs some glitter. I'll put that tweet out. It just you know, came to me. And he says tweet of the week. I mean, I didn't want to blow my own trumpet. Uh, <laughs> but, you missed uh, that there, mate. I did. I did. Yeah. But thank you for... That is uh, a good tweet. Uh, thanks for putting me forward. Underrated tweet, I think we used to call it. Yeah. Um, for more of those, follow us <laughs> at Blast Arsenal Pod. Oh, diddly. That was seamless. I know, mate. That was seamless. Oh, God, right. Okay, so this time next week, we'll be talking about the uh, match against Rafa Vienna um, that will have been played on the Thursday just gone. But more importantly, we'll be reviewing the performance of Arsenal against Tottenham Hotspur. So we'll pray to the football gods or or whatever you believe in, wherever you are in the world, that we'll beat them. We'll beat them convincingly and we'll come away with three points. Um, That would be a nice early Christmas wish granted, wouldn't it? Yeah, and uh, it's not all doom and gloom. Look, let me give you some positives. Go for it. To are we ending the show? Yeah, I think we're, we're uh, wrapping up. So go to end the show with Arsenal women. They're quite good. <laughs> they're second in the league. They're champions, and they're fighting for the championship again. So oh. you know, on that front, yeah, it's all good. There's the real quiz. We've got good youngsters I think we've got a lot of good youngsters um, um, we've, we've just signed uh, we've nicked someone from United a 15 year old centre back oh really I think. Like or a right good. back um, yeah he's just signed for the club look we're, we're the future's bright Gabriel Martinelli he's a going to be a top player and he'll be he back from, in, from injury soon he will he's um, yeah, Saka, we've still not seen Saliba yet, but uh, I, I caught a bit of him playing for the under-23s, and wow, he looked like a man, a man amongst boys. Yeah. Um. So, And he's only, what, 19? Yeah. So, you know, he's still very young. He, he, hopefully, uh, he sticks around and we actually get to see him play. Um. And also, it's 50% off the club shop today. So. <laughs> Cyber Monday special. Go and get yeah. your ass Christmas jumpers. Oh, good. Well, there you go. You, you've uh, you've changed my perception. I'm I'm buzzing. In fact, I won't sleep tonight. I'm so excited at the uh, future yeah. of Arsenal. But, yeah, uh, go and get your Gunnosaurus uh, merch. Yes. While you can. While you can. Yeah. Before they make him extinct again. Good, right. Well, until next week, thank you as ever, Diddley. Uh, Thank you, listeners. And um, see you on the other side, as they say. Thank you, mate. Thanks, guys. See you later.
Catch you soon. Bye. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.